We made it to the end of the week. Congratulations, you all. <laughs> this is the Y'all Show, the talk show about the South. John Rawl, good to have you back as we do end up with another Friday slash weekend celebration of all things. Y'all, we've got headlines in a second. The latest out of El Paso, some feedback from the governor of Texas. As we know now more about what Greg Abbott said on Wednesday and Thursday about the shooter there in El Paso. Also, we've got some information to pass along to you about, hey, college sports. Auburn has had a self-imposed deal going on with this athletics program. We've got all that coming up in a little bit in our college sports headlines from across the southeast. Then later this hour, Cleve Marsh is going to bring back on John Gardenauer out of South Carolina. It's Marshland with Cleve Marsh out in the south, and we're going to find out what's going on in the Palmetto State and in other areas of the southeast with John Gardenauer, Cleve Marsh's going to be on with him cleave is our go-to guy for all things outdoors it's marshland coming up later this hour when we go to hour two of today's y'all show get ready i can't even go that high get ready because we're going to have richard wayne penniman a tribute to richard wayne penniman on today's y'all show you don't know who i'm talking about do you it's little richard Yes, 86 year young, and I say young, Richard Wayne Penniman, also known as Little Richard, born in Macon, Georgia, back in 1932. And earlier this week on the Y'all Show, we had another Georgia singer on our show, T. Graham Brown. And in our interview that you can go back and listen to, it was on Wednesday's Y'all. T. Graham mentioned that he had a chance to meet Little Richard, and they got to appear in some Taco Bell commercials back in the 1980s. And I'm sorry. I know you do it too, so don't think you're better than me. You probably said, Little Richard, hmm, when did he die? <laughs> you know you did it. Confess. Guess what? He hasn't died, at least not as of right this second. He's still going somewhat. In fact, he's not really performing anymore. He is pretty much okay with the fact that he's no longer Little Richard. He's just Richard Wayne Penniman again. But this legend of rock and roll, rhythm and blues, gospel and soul had quite a force on recording back in the 1950s, really one of the founders of rock and roll. And we have a tribute to Little Richard coming up at the start of our second hour. We're going to play probably his most famous song, the the song that kind of put him on the map. And I bet you if you were around in the 1950s, you know exactly which song I'm talking about. Plus, we're going to hear from Little Richard. He just did an interview several months back with a local television station in, of all places, Southern Illinois. And we're going to get to hear him speaking at the Thompsonville Seventh-day Adventist Church in Southern Illinois as a reporter from WSIL-TV Channel 3 there in Southern Illinois caught up with Little Richard. And it was believed to be the first interview he's done in about 20 years. It's not much of an interview but you're going to get to get to hear yourself little richard's voice here as again he's almost 87 he's now 86 but still active as far as i know and what's funny is if you google little richard you see all these reports of his death and then he had to come out and say oh i'm not dead i don't know he hasn't necessarily been in the public eye all that much he's battled some health problems and stuff i mean he's 86 years old come on but man what some some memorable music that he's had throughout the decades and we're going to give a little tribute and and not just it's not a memorial tribute it's an active tribute to little richard 
and that's coming up in our friday free for y'all plus we'll miss, mix in the david lee murphy songs too it's gonna be a lot of fun i promise you that then we'll have hashtag hullabaloo coming up on today's y'all show and we'll close everything out this week with a look at the new movies going on where is nascar racing this weekend where is the pga tour this weekend actually they start the playoffs this weekend in the shadows of manhattan we'll have information on that plus major league baseball goings on all kinds of fun in our final segment of today's y'all show and then from dixie with love will be the song that will get us out of here so all that coming up on today's y'all show you do not want to miss out on the fun all right if you want to connect to us here 803-816-1170 is how you do it it's just so darn simple just reach out to us at your leisure we love to get your feedback question comments criticism anything on your mind we want to hear from you here on the y'all show our website y'all.com instagram twitter at y'all show and then on the streaming apps you can find us at iHeartRadio, the TuneIn radio app and the apple podcast app all easy all great and all free of charge thank you for being a part of y'all on great radio stations if you're listening to us that way or via the podcast option we sure enough appreciate it all right back to el paso where president trump went there on wednesday and criticism came his way before he arrived criticism there and protesters while he was there and criticism since he left did he do the right thing and going yeah sure but we now know a little bit more according to not the president but the chief executive of the state of texas greg abbott said this week that he's not aware of any red flags that's the new label being given to these proposed laws that will kind of give people a heads up on people who have disturbing mental issues and have no business getting a gun but according to governor abbott of texas there were no red flags in the suspected El Paso gunsmen in his past, and he made no mention of taking major gun control measures in Texas, where in Texas alone they've had three mass shootings since 2017, and that's killed more than 50 people. The governor said racism needs to be confronted, and a crackdown initiated on Internet sites used by violent extremists after the weekend attack that left 22 people dead in el paso governor abbott said the people of texas have been victimized by several mass shootings it must be stopped but again according to him and i'm sure some people might disagree those red flags law if they the red flag law if it was in effect in austin and throughout texas it would have not it would not have stopped the gunman in texas from driving all the way from allen to el paso and gunning down these more than 20 people there in el paso well, some good coming from the tragedy there, if there's any good at all, and that's a benefit concert. As El Paso native Khalid plans to have a benefit concert in September there in his hometown. The concert will be on September 1st at Don Haskins Arena at UTEP, the University of Texas, El Paso. His philanthropic effort will go through the Great Khalid Foundation. Now, he is a native of El Paso, graduated high school just a couple of years ago. I find that hard to believe it's only been 2016 since khalil khalid donnell robinson graduated from america's high school in el paso khalid put out a tweet that said over the past few days i've been thinking of ways to help out and support the city i'm planning for a benefit concert in september all of the proceeds will go to the families affected by the shooting sending everyone my love and we'll keep you guys posted so that's that's a good thing that he's going to come back and Hopefully raise lots of money. I'm sure he'll get lots of his buddies from music to come in as, again, this Grammy Award-winning artist and El Paso native coming back for a benefit concert after 22 people have died in El Paso, Texas. 
Sad news in northwest Tennessee in the town of Ripley. On Wednesday, a correction officer was killed and a prisoner escaped on a tractor. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Director David Rouse said that the tractor used by 44-year-old Curtis Ray Watson was found about a mile away from the West Tennessee State Penitentiary and the facility is about 60 miles due north of Memphis on U.S. 51. Correction Commissioner Tony Parker said 64-year-old Administrator Deborah Johnson was found dead in her residence Wednesday. She lived on the property, and this guy escaped and killed her. The man who who allegedly killed her and escaped was serving a 15-year sentence on an especially aggravated kidnapping conviction. He worked at the prison as a farm laborer. He's considered to be extremely dangerous, and in this developing story, there's a chance he might still be on the lamb so um, if you're in ripley tennessee or anywhere northwest tennessee which is not far from missouri it's not far from kentucky not all that far from mississippi be on the lookout as again they're looking for 44 year old curtis ray watson who escaped and killed this corrections officer there in west tennessee a man has gotten a life sentence for impregnating a 10 year old in south carolina yes i said it a 10 year old and this 37-year-old man, Tony Orlando Singleton, has now been found guilty on first-degree criminal sexual assault. And this is in Hampton, South Carolina, we're talking about. Authorities say they took DNA evidence from the fetus after the girl had an abortion, and it proved Singleton was the father. The 14th Circuit's Literature's Office said in a news release that Singleton came into a room while she was watching cartoons in home in Estill, South Carolina, back in 2016, turned off the lights, and raped her. So this man now getting a life sentence after impregnating a 10-year-old there in the Palmetto State. A lawyer in North Carolina is accused of threatening to kill judges. As 48-year-old D. Wayne Bray Jr. was arrested Tuesday on a felony charge of threatening an executive, legislative, or court officer. Court records show the North Carolina State Bar suspended the defense attorney's license back in 2017 because he couldn't represent his clients due to health reasons. A state bar fund reimbursed his clients more than $165,000, but now he's been suspended and because of his arrest on charges, he threatened to kill county judges. All this in the Cumberland County Courthouse in North Carolina. This is around Fayetteville, North Carolina, and eastern North Carolina. Hey, this is Trump country, right? In the South, other than Maryland and maybe Virginia, every Southern state voted for the president in 2016. Now, which of these states, or maybe there's someone out West that might be trumping, (laughs) pardon the pun, Donald Trump's love, the love of the president. So what states have the most amount of love as far as the approval ratings for President Donald Trump? The number one state in the country is Alabama. 61% of Alabamians approve of the job the president is doing, compared to 35% who don't for a net approve of him. Okay? They don't like what he's doing, but 61% in Alabama approving what President Trump's doing. Now, Mississippians gave Trump his second highest net approval. The lowest net approvals for President Trump were in California and in Vermont. Among demographic groups, Trump's approval ratings are 96% of very conservative voters, 92% of conservative voters, 90% of rural voters. Some of these demographic groups, he's kicking butt and taking names. But Alabama, Mississippi, solid 
for DJT heading into 2020. A farmer in Georgia says his beloved miniature donkey named Sammy was literally scared to death by this year's 4th of July fireworks. Now he and an animal rights group want Georgia to ban rockets that explode. And this man wrote to Governor Brian Kemp and as well as the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, Joe Bagino tells a local TV station that his donkey Sammy and his other farm animals are like pets to him, and his pet donkey of 22 years died in July, and he says Sammy wasn't his first animal to die because of fireworks. He says one of his horses fled explosions in late July several years ago and had to be euthanized due to severe injuries. But yes, they're calling this Sammy's Law, and they're proposing this now in Georgia as they're trying to protect donkeys and horses. And the way to do that is not let fireworks go off. Something tells me that probably will not go through in the halls of legislation there in Atlanta. All right, here's a weird story for you here on a Friday. Duke Foods, the company that makes Duke's mayonnaise, the delicious mayo that's truly the best mayonnaise in the South. The Greenville, South Carolina-based company founded by the woman who created Duke's mayonnaise has filed a lawsuit claiming its former vice president of sales stole recipes to help a competitor. And Duke Foods filed a lawsuit in Greenville County, South Carolina court against Wyatt Howard. The lawsuit says Howard was fired back on May 31st, and he's accused in the lawsuit of sending recipe and pricing information to his personal email when he was fired. The lawsuit claims he then shared the information with Paris, Tennessee-based Knott's Fine Foods. The recipe for Duke's mayonnaise was sold to C.F. Sour back in 1929, and Howard is accused of stealing recipes for other spreads. Uh, that's a that's a spreading situation. Pardon the pun there. All right. Finally, here on today's headlines, a 13-year-old Yorkie named Titus has been reunited with his Tennessee family after reportedly being dog-napped a year ago, more than a year ago. And Scott DeMumbrium tells the Daily News Journal of Murfreesboro that Titus vanished last year and a neighbor told him the dog had been snatched by an unknown woman. Months dragged on without word on little Titus, and the family began to believe that the dog was dead. But then a man named Scott Giles called the family earlier this week and said that the microchip Titus had wandered into his garage in Lebanon, 30 miles away from the home that it was from in Smyrna, Tennessee. Titus was covered in mud, fleas, and was missing a paw that appeared to have been broken off at the joint. The family is now raising money for Titus's medical costs. And if you want to help out... Check out what's going on in Murfreesboro and on Facebook. It's got a fundraiser, Titus the Sweet Yorkie, and you can raise money. $350 raised of the 5000 goal as of this very second. But help out Titus the Yorkie. Good news that it's back with its family. Well, that is a look at our headlines from across the South today. When we come back on y'all, we've got a quick look at the college sports happenings across Dixie. That's up next. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. 
This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. Orange fans and fans of any shade of color, welcome back to the College Sports Spotlight here on this Friday edition of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And we go to Knoxville for not the best of news coming from Jeremy Pruitt's program as defensive lineman Emmett Gooden is going to miss the entire 2019 season after he suffered a torn ACL during a practice this week. The coach on Wednesday confirmed the injury to Gooden, a candidate to start at nose tackle for UT this season he started one game back in 2018 his first at tennessee finished third on the team with seven tackles for loss to go with 33 total tackles he transferred to ut from independence community college in kansas and he was featured on the third season of the netflix series last chance you he'll have a year of eligibility remaining in the 2020 season tennessee returns no starters on its defensive line from last year other news that pruitt said that Offensive lineman Nathan Niehaus has chosen to leave Tennessee. Niehaus is a junior, started six games last season for the Vols. And Niehaus, a offensive lineman, again, for the Tennessee Volunteers who are getting ready for their 2019 opener. All right, back into the Clemson headlines of the world. And this is a little different. I didn't expect Dabo to kind of come out this tough, but the head coach of the Clemson Tigers, Dabo Sweeney, said this week that the decision not to send former quarterback Kelly Bryant a national championship ring was simple, and it shouldn't be construed as anything other than Bryant was no longer a part of the team. Sweeney said he wasn't on the team. you got to be on the team to get a ring. 
I love Kelly and appreciate what he did for us, but he decided to move on. And sure enough, if you'll remember back to last year, Kelly Bryant, at the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, Clemson, decided to transfer right at the fourth game mark of the season. And that's when Trevor Lawrence took over the reins of the program. And Kick Bryant, who kind of had a little courtship going on with a bunch of programs in the offseason, decided to transfer to Mizzou, where he's a graduate transfer there for Coach Odom this coming season. But Clemson deciding not to give Kelly Bryant, who is a graduate of Clemson. I guess he's got a ring from Clemson. It's the graduate. It's, it's a, the, the ring you get from being a student there. But he also should have very – I think he's got a ring for the 2016 National Championship. You know, Clemson's got so many darn rings now, it's getting out of hand there in Death Valley. But Kelly Bryant is not getting a Clemson 2018 National Championship ring. All right. Hey, not the best of news for Coach Winnie. Clemson's National Championship football program has now been flagged for eight secondary NCAA violations during a year-long period, July 2018 through this past June. The school's athletic department released a summary of the infractions in the middle of this week. None of the violations are considered major. All issues about the penalties have been resolved, according to the school. In all, Clemson self-reported 14 violations in the year-ending June 30th. The football violations reported by school included a homeowner paying a player above the going rate for work around the home on three separate occasions, and two violations involved players on social media in a promotional capacity. And again, Clemson going to be all right. No big violation. Every program probably has some things. These little skirmishes happen within their roster. Clemson began fall camp last week and opens the season at home against Clemson, uh, rather against Georgia Tech on August 29th. That's that Thursday night heading into Labor Day weekend. And that Clemson Georgia Tech game is going to be the first game ever televised on the new ACCN. Some news from the NCAA office as the NCAA has turned the decision in on whether they should have injury reports available. And they said no. The NCAA Board of Governors reaffirmed its stance on sports wagering this week, and they said that after consideration, no legal or illegal gambling on professional or college events are going to happen and no national injury reports. A lot of the bets, the oddsmen out there, were hoping that maybe they'll start having similar to the pro games reports on injuries heading into a game which could affect the line and all that the ncaa had reflected society's mood recently joined the party when it came to alcohol marijuana and gambling but they decided that they're not going to go for this at least right now putting a halt on national college football injury reports College football's best off-season jab, squabbles, and feuds. That's the headline on ESPN. And I had a chance to look at that, some of the, the fun ever. And speaking of ever, Clemson football put a tweet out not long ago, best ever all in. And it was kind of a jab at Alabama because Alabama in 2018 was supposed to be the best team ever. And Clemson easily got rid of that particular rumor. All right. And even one of Clemson's player, Justin Ross, put out on Twitter, in my opinion, Texas A&M by far the best team we played last year. I, yikes, yikes, that, that's, that's getting, that's getting tough there. Hey, I love the one, even though these are Yankee schools, but Ohio State and Michigan got into a little social media feud and, and everybody got to see this not long ago. Michigan actually traveled over to South Africa to do some ambassador work, the football team. And 
Ohio State, specifically the mascot, Brutus Buckeye, wasn't going to put up with that. Michigan put out a tweet that said, have any of our followers ever been to South Africa? Any travel tips for the team? And so Brutus the Buckeye had to respond back with a funny tweet with a Photoshop road sign, one with the words South Africa and an arrow pointing one way, and below South Africa, another town with an arrow pointed the opposite direction. That town would be Indianapolis. And Brutus the Buckeye having fun there because Ohio State's played in Indianapolis in the Big Ten championship game, and the Michigan Wolverines have never been to the Big Ten championship game. So, yeah, I, yeah uh, that isn't, isn't college sports great. Yes, it is. Hey, here's some not best of news if you're an Auburn basketball fan. As the basketball team for the War Eagle Plainsmen have self-imposed a recruiting ban for six months after Chuck Person's 2017 arrest. Auburn, which was implicated by its assistant coach, Chuck Person, an Auburn great who went on to play in the NBA for a long time, self-imposed harsh recruiting restrictions, which were not made public until just now. But Auburn stopped recruiting by not allowing any official and any unofficial visits, contacts, evaluations, or phone calls from September 2017 through April 2018. The self-imposed punishment perhaps could lessen any possible NCAA sanctions related to Chuck Person's involvement in the scandal with this now just coming to light that Auburn had a self-imposed recruiting ban for six months. Now, good news if you're a Georgia Tech basketball fan, and even if you're a Memphis Tiger fan, because this involves your former coach, Josh Pastner, head coach of the Georgia Tech basketball team, has reached an agreement to dismiss a defamation case against a former friend whose girlfriend accused Pastner of sexually assaulting her in a hotel room in February of 2016. Pastner filed a civil suit back in 2018 against Ron Bell and his girlfriend, Jennifer Penley, in Superior Court in Pima County, Arizona. Pastner alleged that they were trying to extort and blackmail him by threatening to release false allegations about him to the media. So now this, the party's now agreeing to drop these lawsuits, and Coach Pastner, thankfully, going to move on. And thankfully, Georgia Tech didn't create a big problem for him and suspend him after these things came out. Remember, sometimes when these allegations come forward, they're not always true. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. That's why you have to let the judicial process work out. Congratulations, Coach Pastner. All right, well, that is the wrap-up of our college sports spotlight here on this end-of-the-week show. Hey, we've got sports on our mind. It's the outdoor sports we're going to be talking about. Hang on. When we come back after the break, Marshland is up next. Our friend Cleve Marsh is going to be back here with us, and we're going to go out in the south with Cleve's special guest, John Gardenauer. That's up next, y'all. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. 
Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Make a living from walking in the woods. You can bet I be sitting pretty good high on a hill, looking at a field downwind. If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'll be wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in, hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. It's the Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent. And it's time here on the Y'all Show to get out in the south with Cleve Marsh. Well, thanks a lot, General Raw. I'm Cleve Marsh, and I welcome you to Marshland, where we get out in the south on a regular basis. And I hope you do, too. And if you don't, you need to. Today, and today only, I have the... uh, illustrious Sumter, South Carolina native and bass fisherman extraordinaire, Mr. John Gardenhire with me. John, how are you? I am doing fine, thank you, sir. How about yourself? Well, if I was any better to be three of me, but uh, you haven't seen I, me lately. There's <laughs> almost no. two of me anyway, so it wouldn't be a long trip, you know? It just I hear you. wouldn't be a I long trip. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear you've been a little under the weather, but I hope you've got that behind you now and recovery complete recovery is imminent so you can get back to doing what you love to do and i know that's bass fishing yes Uh, sir how has your summer been prior to your your medical upset there well i i mean it's been good you know we caught a few fish here and there Uh, the club we didn't fish any our last tournament was in june on the cooper river and that was kind of a bad thing but I tell you, them alligators sure like to get around me, son. I'm that thing just uh, I had one. We were Johnny and I were fishing the Cooper River the week before the tournament, and we were catching fish. And I happened to look down. I was in the back of the boat, and I happened to look down. It was must have been about a ten or twelve foot gator, oh. halfway from under the boat. Now it's like behind his front leg, just sitting there, oh. right up under the boat. And when I looked down at him, I guess he saw me, and he swirled, and Johnny said, but what was that? I said, that's a alligator boat. I said, but we need to uh, 
take a break for just a minute, you know. <laughs> a break. Well, John, you know what the alligator was doing. He's getting out of the sun. That's all it yeah, was. He just borrowed right. a little shade from you. That's right. He was just up under the boat, but it just kind of startled him. I wasn't expecting that. I, hear, I don't think I he was hear. expecting somebody to be standing on top of it. I got you. I heard you real good right there. What have you caught? Have you got any big fish since we last talked? Um, No, I guess the biggest one we caught down on the Cup Forever practice and was like six and a half pounds. Six and a half. Yeah, somewhere around there. That was it. We really thought we was going to win that tournament. But when we got there, about seven, eight other boats come right in on top of us and it oh. kind of messed us up. That's what you got to, you know, contend with in these public places. Yeah. And the water don't belong just to one person, so. No, must have been some of those damn Yankees. I've had a couple of them jump in on me here on the Tennessee <laughs> River, and it just, it's so frustrating. I was fishing along a bank about three years ago right. within sight of my house, and it's a, just a nice, beautiful rock bluff. And I was catching a, a few smallmouth and one or two Kentucky bass I'd caught. And I don't know, right. all of a sudden, this boat comes flying right up and he he was coming at me up river and i'm facing down river that rascal turned that boat in like to turn me over when he did Good and night. cut right in front of me and wasn't 15 yards away of course i had the ultimate question for him i said young man i would need to know did your mama not teach you any manners up there in the north it was real quiet for a few minutes. And then I just went right on ahead and went right behind him and was fishing in front of him. I got a little pretty aggravated. Don't do that much. And he finally left. But anyway, that's, I don't understand people that don't respect others on the water. It's, there's plenty of water for everybody. And if you see me catching fish, you come up and talk to me. I'll tell you what to do. And I'll tell you where to go. But don't get right on top. That's just rude. That is rude. Now, I don't believe any of these were Yankees. I think they were all just locals down there around Monk's Corner area. Dead gum rednecks. No joke. (laughs) Rednecks will do it too. There's plenty of them around here. There's no joke about that. Well, that's where I guess. Hey, I got a question for you. When's the last time you fell out of the boat? Oh, good night. I was was just thinking about that yesterday. It was... (laughs) About four years ago, we got fishing this club called the Pudding Swamp down there around Turbyville, South Carolina. We had a tournament out of Pax Land. And uh, that morning, I was throwing that old spro frog, and I'd caught a couple of good fish, four or five pounders. And as the day went on, the wind picked up, and it was blowing right on that area. But I got up around some cypress trees and that old hyacinth grass, and there was a couple of huge gators laying up on that stuff. And... Oh, I was trying to avoid them, but anyway, I threw over in this little pocket, and I'm talking about a good fish. I didn't get seen, but he, I had him on for about two seconds, and all of a sudden, the frog shot over my head. I'm trying to get the line up. The wind's blowing me up in there, so I hit the trolling motor on high, Yeah. and I'm and then let me back up a little bit. It'd been raining all morning long, Yeah. and finally stopped raining, so I took my life jacket off. I have one of those uh, automatic inflatables. Yeah. And I took my rain jacket off and just threw it down the bottom of the boat, so I hadn't put my life jacket back on. But when I turned around to, to get out of the, the grass, um, I hit a stump that was about, I guess, a foot 
may be underneath the water, maybe not quite that deep, and it knocked, it made me fall out in front of the boat, and I couldn't, I didn't have anything to grab a hold to. So I fell in the water, and my head hit that stump under the water. John? Yeah, no joke, and I sucked up some water about a cup full, I reckon, I don't know. (laughs) I come up, and I'm holding on to the trolling motor, trying to just catch my breath, and the only thing I was worried about there was them two big old gators from all that thrusting I did trying to get back to the boat, you know. And uh, um, anyway, I finally held on to the side of the boat, got around to the back, and laid up on there. And when I finally got my breath, I looked out there, and those two gators were about thirty feet away from the boat, like they were waiting for me. Oh yeah. I said, "Yeah, man." But uh, flash. Anyway, I, I went on, caught a couple more fish. I think I came in second that day. But I wish my partner would have been there that day because I wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't have been so bad. I wouldn't have probably fallen out the boat like that. But anyway, that's how it goes. Wouldn't have been as scary. Well, I did something similar to what you did. Um, I was fishing in flip-flops. And flip-flops are are pretty good. You use those Sperry flip-flops that are, you know, dockers and they got the right bottom on and all the stuff. I'm fishing in a John boat with an aluminum deck up on front. And I'd gone back to the back of the boat for whatever reason and came back up to the front. And as I stepped up on the corner, and you know they roll it over so it's a radius corner, and it doesn't have any paint on it because that's where I step up every time, that dead gum flip-flop slid to the left, and I did a 9-9 head first in the water. And I happened to be one of only two boats on the Gibson County Lake over near Trenton, Tennessee that day. And I couldn't uh-huh. see the other guy. Well, I'm not very smart. So I swam the boat over to the bank. I was about 40 yards in the bank. And I stepped up on a stump to try to get over in the back end of the boat. And the stump broke off in the water, a little small stump. Uh-huh. I went, great day uh-huh. in the morning. <laughs> why didn't I think, and I didn't, why didn't I think about using the tilt, which I had a button there on the side of the motor. To put me up in that boat. But I didn't do that because I'm not very smart. But I Mm -hmm. dug with my toes and got me a little carved out place in the bank. And over in the boat I went. And guess what the first thing I bought was when I got back where I could get Uh, one. One of those rope ladders that you pitch off the back. Oh, yeah. You ever thought about one of those? Yeah, well, my skeeter has got a, a ladder on the back of it. Well, it had one, but when they put the power poles on it, they had to remove it. So we'll see. I still have a handle back there, but I can put my foot on the foot of the motor and pull right on up in there. But yeah. I haven't had that problem on this boat. Well, see, you smart enough to think about stepping on. Isn't that called a cavitation plate? I That's think. correct. Yeah, see? Actually, yeah. I wish I'd have thought about that. I really do. When yeah. you were catching fish not not just very long ago, and I know you're going tomorrow night, when you were catching fish, what were y'all catching them on? Uh, it's called a yellow magic. It's a pop bar. It's a Japanese-made bait, mm-hmm. and the the color was yellow frog. Yellow frog. Yeah. How big is that bait? What does it weigh? It's, it's a half ounce bait. It's about three and a half inches long, and it's um they're like nineteen dollars a piece. But I'm gonna tell you what, they stick good, and I mean the fish just love them. T- tell me the name of that again. I might need to search one out up here. It's a Yellow Magic is the name brand. Yellow Magic. Right. And it's uh, 
the color that we use is yellow frog. Yellow but frog. The black one's good too. Yeah. How long is that bait? It's about three and a half inches long. Hey, damn They make two different sizes. They yeah. make one that's like a quarter ounce. It's a shorter one, which works good too, and then the big one. But I, we like to throw that big because it'll catch some big fish. Hey, are you familiar with that bait that you you throw out? I, I want to call it a popper. Popper? What is that thing? Yeah, popper. It's the same thing. Yeah. Rebel oh. makes one. Popper. Oh. It's a good bait too. Man, I'm telling you right now, a yellow magic. Yes, sir. Yellow magic. Yellow frog. Right. Black. I got it. I got it. Yellow um, frog and black. Yeah. Have you ever fished along or in the Mississippi River? No, sir. Well. I'm going to give you another little horror story here for just a minute. Uh, I wasn't fishing on this particular day, and it's been several years ago. We were duck hunting, and there are a couple of islands that are right on the Mississippi River, uh, one close and then one a little further out, like channels between them, uh, just outside of Ridgely, Tennessee, which is way up in the northwest corner of the state. And, boy, it's good duck hunting there. Those islands are about a mile long, and you know, a quarter mile, three-eighths mile wide and some holes in it and so forth. So I'm all excited. Two or three of my buddies are there and we <clears throat> we back the blazer down and back the boat in the water and it's my boat so I get in and I'm going to crank it and get ready and it's a really bitter cold day and it's dark. I mean, it's, you know, probably not more than 4.30, 4.45 in the morning and <laughs> couple of guys standing on the bank while I fire the motor up. Okay, right. everything's working real good here. And here comes Steve, the the buddy that drove my blazer out, and they turn the flashlights on and Cleve, Cleve, what what look what's happening there. I'm sitting in about a foot of water because I got waders on and don't even know it. Oh no. No plug. You ever done that? Yes. Well, here's what we do. You, I don't know if you know what, what what if you've ever done this or not before, but you just crank up and keep going and run the water out of it, and That's, then yeah. you get where you can, you pull it back up on the trailer and put the plug in, do your thing. So we did that. We finally got to go duck hunting, but boy, that was a miserable start for that oh, day. Oh man, that makes you feel bad. Yeah, I know. Does your boat have a plug? Oh yeah, yeah. This is um. Uh it's been about 12 years ago at Pax Landing again. I I had an, I bought this old Skeeter bat. It was a hydrosport boat, and I bought it. It was an insurance claim. It had been wrecked. And so I took the boat and re, refurbished fiberglass and everything on it. And, yeah. and I had a 150 Johnson. looked like a big old white gorilla on the back of this boat. <laughs> I, won't, I couldn't wait to get down to the landing just to try it out. Oh, it yeah. Being the first time putting it in the water well. I backed it down in the water, tied it up to the dock, got walked down there, took my time, got in the oh, truck, went and parked it, and come back, and this old man stopped me and said, well, you didn't get any fish. I said, no, sir, this is the first time I had the boat in the water, and we talked. You know, and I looked down there, and I said, oh, my Lord, that boat's not supposed to sit that low in the water. <laughs> man, I ran down there. Well, first I, I backed it truck i went ahead and backed the truck back down in the water and ran down there and um jumped in the boat and it was like you said about a foot and this these old timey bass boats this boat must have been like a 78 hydrosport yeah and it did, don't have those boats didn't have the flotation in them like they do now right and man i cranked that motor up and just barely got it on the trailer 
and uh, tied the, you know, hook, the hook on it and pulled it out. And it took probably 20 minutes for the water to drain out of that. Probably bike. had 50, 60 gallons in it by then. Oh, easy. Easy, but, easy. But I promise you, I don't forget to put the plug in the boat now. Well, <clears throat> I haven't forgotten it in a long time. No. no I, will, I will tell you, I have done it in the last 10 years. That, that time was probably 15, 16 years ago on the Mississippi River. That was a cold day. We are we are talking here today on marshland with John Gardenhire from something South Carolina, a bass fisherman and former duck hunter and an exceptional carpenter and cabinet maker. When's the last time you duck hunted? Oh, man, it's been, uh, well, a couple of years ago I went out to the prison with the warden. Uh, they got a little pond back in the back that, we were shooting wood ducks, um, oh. just sitting in a boat. But that's the first time I'd been duck hunting probably in 12 years. Really? Yeah. But well, we killed a couple. Yeah. But it yeah. was uh, those those little birds can fly now. They're quick. They're a lot of Them fun. Them tails, but they are fun. Yep, they're a lot of fun. If I get down there during duck season, could, could you find us a place to go? Well, yeah, but I can tell you right now, there's not really much ducks down here. I mean, only right. It, they got all these fellas with these private ponds now. Mm-hmm. They charge a bunch of money, and doctors and lawyers, they got it bought up. So mm-hmm. you go down to the lake, you're lucky if you get a shot. What you, are these boys telling me? You know where Sparkleberry is? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's where I hunted most of the time that I was in South Carolina with Sparkleberry. It's one of my favorite places on on the whole face of South Carolina to hunt at all deer, ducks, squirrels. You know, I mean, that was just a great, great spot right there. Um, well, you know what? At that point in time, I was hardly even fishing at all. Just yeah. occasionally, I'd take Granddaddy and we go fishing, but he wanted right. to fish for catfish, carp, <laughs> and brim. And, 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 yeah, brim, but not as bad. Daddy's a brim fisherman. Yeah. Granddaddy wanted to catch snapping turtles. That was one of his favorite things to do is catch a oh, snapping yeah. turtle. But well, they eat good now. I guarantee you, you. That's some good eating right there. That's for mm-hmm. darn sure. Yes, sir. Well, look here. Uh, when am I going to need to catch up with you again after several good bass tournaments in a row? And I'll, I'll buzz you back up, and we'll get going again on some, some hot fishing. And I hope it'll heat up for you. Well, it will. We uh, Our club starts back in September the 21st, and we're going back to packs. And then we go to, in October, we go back to Watery, and in November, go back to talk all but uh, and then October at CBC I was telling you about yeah. um, they got the championship it's a two day tournament we'll be fishing for 50,000 Ouch! I, I hope we do good that's on Santee also yeah. so you yeah. know I feel like that's an advantage for us but yeah that would help a man's purse to get in the $50,000 rank for sure look here man it would help I pay my taxes on my house and stuff. I hear you. (laughs) What's the date of that tournament? It's uh, October, I believe it's the 26th and the 27th. It'll be a Friday and a Saturday. Okay, so be late October. I can talk to you then in November and we'll learn a little something about it. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll I'll call you up. Okay, excuse me a second. No, go ahead. You were talking about me being a a woodworker and all that stuff. Uh, Yeah. I've gotten back into, I started since I've been down with this surgery and stuff i come up i got i've been carving some crankbait yeah and yeah i did a prototype last saturday just to put one together to see how it worked went over to beverly's and played with it in the pool man that thing is it 
exactly what I want. Now, you worked out. Know, huh? Oh man, send me a, send me a picture of it. Well, I don't have any paint on it. It's just a wooden. That's prototype. all right. Give me the shape and everything. You can paint it. You can paint it later. I'll know what you're yeah. talking about then. Well, yeah, I got a, a friend of mine that does the painting and all for me. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and since I got it down and I know what I want and I got the. It's gonna be a square bill. It's uh, it dies about five or six feet deep. Oh, that's just that's all. If you can get in five feet, you got it done. Oh man, it's gonna be a good bait. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And if I get something made, I might send you one. Well, I'd love to have one. I'll guarantee you that I'll fish it if you'll send it. I promise yeah. you, I will. Well, John, it's awful good talking to you this time. I'm glad to hear that you're improving and that you're gonna get back to fishing. And I hope tomorrow night will prove. To be a good yeah. night to go. Are y'all getting any rain, maybe? Well, just here and there. It hadn't really been a lot. Yeah. You know, it's been hot. Sunday but you here, know this past Sunday good. on Tennessee River here at my home with mile marker 151, we got mm-hmm. four and a half inches in about eight hours. Good night. That's flood right there, brother. I mean, it's yes, sir. Well, we're out of time, John. It's awfully good okay. to talk to you. I appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. This is Cleve Marsh. We're going to sign off Marshland now. And John, you and everybody listening, get out in the South. Thank you, John. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. We're getting you through the end of the week and ready for the weekend here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl and let the fun begin here in this second hour with DLM. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming it back and laughing out loud with the smoke so thick, the blues can't hang around. With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd 
So take my keys and lock them up tight Let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like they just don't care If they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party Yes, and tonight I'm looking for a party crown Slamming them back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around But thank y'all for hanging around, it's the Y'all Show Sing along now Jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here Or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crown Hey, good to have you back here as we wrap up a week. Looking for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. Thank you for hanging around. It's y'all talk with a southern accent. If they're dancing over here. Are listening to the y'all show oh good to have you 803-816-1170 is our number instagram twitter at y'all show this is the show all about the south if you've just tuned us in for the first time thank you thank you very much speaking of that phrase remember next week is the anniversary of elvis's death in 1977 the king of rock and roll passed away august 11th think i'm right might be 15th i'm not an elvis diehard i know someone who is in fact we're going to have a very special tribute to the king of rock and roll when he comes back on our show here in a couple of days in fact we were just doing the math elvis presley come his death date and this year specifically will now have been dead equal amount of time as the many years that he lived 42 years he lived to be 42 years old he died in 1977 42 years ago isn't that crazy doesn't that make you feel old if you were around in 1977 when he passed away suddenly oh as they say time marches on unfortunately and thankfully we have a discography of elvis presley tunes that we can play either here on the y'all show sometimes or and we need to do a better job of that by the way speaking of rock and roll i'm gonna play a great song from that genre (laughs) genre we're gonna play one of those songs but it's not gonna be from elvis it's gonna be from another southerner and that's coming up after this song right here and let's go ahead and play this middle of the road song because it's a great one it'll also get you in the mood for the weekend but also this song i'm telling you that i'm gonna play in a few minutes from a guy that you will not know probably his or his real name you probably like who the heck are you talking about but yeah we're gonna play a 
song from Richard Wayne Penniman in just a minute. But up first, before we play Mr. Penniman, we're going to play David Lee Murphy's second song of the day, Dust on the Bottom. Trio Williams, they lived down a dirt road. They made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, can you help me, Creole? Got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light He said, there might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottom it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing as I pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing as you climbed inside You stayed over there close as we drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said, now here's something special just been waiting for a night like tonight oh, There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things that gets sweeter with Murphy back in the mid-1990s on MCA Nashville and a little dust on the bottle. Our second of two David Lee Murphy songs here in our Friday free for y'all as we have fun getting you ready to punch out and head home or maybe some of you only work on the weekend. You don't have to work in the middle of the week. That's great too. It doesn't matter. I think you understand this is all about having fun and getting your groove on here, getting into the weekend. Well, here on the Y'all Show with John Raw, we love to spotlight our Southern music and our Southern legends. And earlier this week, we had a guy on our show Wednesday. I encourage you to go into our archives at y'all.com. Look for the Y'all Show and you'll see our archives. Go back to Wednesday, August 7th, and we had a unbelievably great interview with t graham brown t graham had songs like darlene i tell it like it used to be he had three number one hits back in the 1980s on country radio and then he's also been nominated here in recent years for a grammy 
in the gospel field. So he is really talented. He's got an awesome voice, awesome style. Nobody like him. He was the spokesperson for Taco Bell in the 1980s when Taco Bell kind of first rolled out across the country. He had the Run for the Border campaign. You might remember it now. This was before that crazy dog started showing up in Taco Bell commercials. But T. Graham Brown was really the the number one guy for a couple of years. And when we were talking to T. Graham Brown earlier this week, he mentioned that it was because of Taco Bell that he got to meet his fellow Georgia singer, Little Richard. And... As I mentioned earlier in today's show, I'm sure by saying the name Little Richard, you're like, huh, Little Richard. I haven't heard that name in a while. I wonder when he died. I wonder wonder what, 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 what killed him. Newsflash, Little Richard's still alive. Little Richard's 86 years old. Little Richard is still going. I don't think very much. And I hope by the time I'm saying this, nothing's changed. But yes, Born Richard Wayne Penniman in Macon, Georgia, on December 5th, 1932. Richard Wayne Penniman, also known as Little Richard, who was an incredible figure in popular music and culture for seven decades. And his work goes back to the mid-1950s when he kind of got on the national scene. And his great voice and his showmanship laid the foundation for rock and roll music. And, of course, he also helped influence soul and funk music. He influenced a bunch of singers. And, in fact, his influence is still out there from rock to hip-hop. And his legend helped shape the rhythm and blues genre. And his performances and headlining, they've just got him a legend in country music. I know Elvis was big, and Elvis eclipsed him as far as fame. But, man, Little Richard was right there in the early days of rock and roll a huge huge part of it in fact he was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame as part of its first group of inductees in 1986 he's also in the songwriters hall of fame and he's the recipient of a lifetime achievement award from the recording academy academy and a lifetime achievement award from the rhythm and blues foundation so all of these great honors bestowed upon him you know one thing i didn't read and he may have this but i don't think it it's out there and President Trump, if you're listening, he hasn't gotten the Congressional Medal, and he probably should get that. I mean, this guy was as about as big as you could get back in the 1950s and 60s. Not bad for a guy whose father was a church deacon who sold bootleg moonshine on the side and owned a nightclub, the Tip in Inn. <laughs> and then his mother was a member of the Macon's New Hope Baptist Church. And he went on from that to a rock and roll career getting a start in the late 1940s when he performed at the Macon City Auditorium. And then he went on to start recording. And we're going to play one of his great songs in a second. It was the song that really made him an instant name and an instant fame, as this song became one of the best-selling songs in the 1950s, if not all time. And we're going to play that one. But before we do that, as I said, Little Richard's still going, not much. He's really become very involved in his faith over the last couple of decades. And this despite all the rumors through the years, and some of them may be true, as there's been questions about his sexuality and also drug use, his religion, health problems, and more. And we know that he's had a hard time. In fact, Bootsy Collins is his friend, and she put a couple of years ago on Facebook that Little Richard's not in the best of health, so I ask all the funketeers to lift him up and it. Again, he's he's still out there. He's in a wheelchair, 
as he's had a failed hip surgery and he's had injuries from falls. But again, his mind seems to be still okay. And some of this is based on what I'm about to play. I found an interview not long ago that Little Richard did with a local television station in Southern Illinois, WSIL Channel 3. And their reporter, Colin Dorsey, caught up with Little Richard when he went to Thomasville, Illinois, to not really sing, but give a presentation to talk about his faith with the Thomas, uh, rather Thompsonville, the Thompsonville, Illinois, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And so Channel 3 caught up with Little Richard, and according to their YouTube page, this is the first interview Little Richard had done in 20 years. I don't know how true that is or not, but it's Little Richard. He's in a wheelchair, but he's got some shiny boots on, and it's pretty neat to hear Little Richard talk. And let's go hear a portion of that interview, again, courtesy of WSIL-TV Channel 3 in Marion Carbondale, Illinois, and their interview with Little Richard. Well, back at the time, you were thinking about how you, how you could become bigger and bigger and make more money. He says it all became too much when he saw people idolizing him and flocking to his concerts. At first, I was making $35,000 a night. Then it came to fifty. Then it came to $100,000 an hour. Richard Penniman, also known as rock and roll legend Little Richard, says choosing between his fame and his faith was one of the best decisions he's ever made. I didn't feel right anymore. I would sing and do things, but you know, I wasn't a part of the in crowd anymore. And he said he started getting concerned about his place in the world. I started thinking, I started just thinking about Jesus. I started thinking about the world is going to end soon, all the trouble of the world. It's a change 3ABN President Danny Shelton says is amazing. The privilege of meeting numerous people, but those, the testimonies are almost always the same. I made up my mind that I'd rather have Jesus than anything the world could afford today. And that interview from last year done by WSIL-TV Channel 3's reporter Colin Dorsey with rock and roll legend Little Richard, that interview conducted at the Thompsonville Seventh-day Adventist Church in Thompsonville, Illinois, which is in the southern end of the state of Illinois. And it's good to hear Little Richard there talking. But, you know, here on y'all in our Friday Free For Y'all, we want to have music and we want to get you ready for the weekend. And hey, what better song to play to get you for the weekend when you're talking about Little Richard than the song that kind of put him on the map? The song that is is the quintessential Little Richard song, if you ask me, because this is the song that you still get to hear from time to time. And it's a song that came out back in 1955. It was recorded in New Orleans, Louisiana. And I don't know why little richard maybe he was living there what led him to record this song and and get this out there but tutti frutti is the song we're about to play little richard actually co-wrote this with doris dorothy labastri and it was a massive hit from its debut and it was out recorded at the j&m studio in new orleans and it was put out on specialty records and again in 1955 this thing kind of went viral in the days before the internet this is what you call going viral with tutti frutti all kinds of tutti frutti oh really tutti frutti oh really oh yeah get you in the mood 
Very different song for sure, but certainly a rock and roller. And again, this is from 1955. This was the first of several hits Little Richard had on the charts, and this one made him a household name. And that uh, showmanship that he had, the hairstyle that he had, became instant sensations across the country. And this is from a boy, again, who grew up in Macon, Georgia, and the church was a big part of his life. It's a big part of his life now. But boy, there were a lot of people that went to church in the 50s like, Oh, this is the devil's music when they played Tutti Frutti. You make your own decision on that. Here's Little Richard now getting you ready for the weekend with Tutti Frutti. from 1955 and Tutti Frutti, a song he helped co-write. Robert Blackwell helped produce that record again on Specialty Records, recorded back on September 14th, 1955. The follow-up to Tutti Frutti was another big hit for Little Richard, Long Tall Sally. And again, Little Richard still going in a wheelchair, but still rocking as best as he can, primarily talking about his faith in the Lord. And we certainly want to thank Little Richard for a great repertoire and his 86 years that we, we've been able to enjoy him and his music and his fun and everything else that the Georgia boy has done for society. Little Richard Rock and Roll Hall of Famer here on our Y'all Free For All, our salute to all things Southern music. When we come back on Y'all, we've got some more fun coming your way. We won't be shaking like Little Richard, but we're going to have 
Hashtag Hullabaloo. We're going to be shaking up some good stuff from that. That's coming up. Plus, later this hour, a look at the new movies hitting theaters this weekend and the latest with NASCAR and the PGA Tour. That's all coming up as we close up y'all for the week. Stay with us. Boost our medicated ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. <laughs> All right. Well, after Little Richard, it's hard to keep going with the Y'all Show. But again, if you go back a couple of minutes ago, we appreciate the sounds of Little Richard and finding that great interview from just last year of him talking about his commitment to the Lord. And here on Y'all, we're committed to you because we have fun each and every day that we have this All Southern Show. And right now on the show, we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way as we close out the week. Here's somebody that was big for me. And I, I, as a senior in college, I had her picture up in my room. In a room where I only had two photos up, period. Her picture was right there. An autographed photo of this next person that I found on Twitter. Singer-songwriter Matresa Berg. Matresa Berg on Twitter at Matresa Berg. Her first name is spelled M-A-T-R-A-C-A, last name B-E-R-G. And her profile on Twitter says... I write songs and sing them in public. <laughs> well, Matresa Berg, back in the early 90s, she had a record deal on RCA Records, and she had some great songs that she had out for herself, but didn't become a huge, huge success as a singer. But boy, she's had some great songs out there as a songwriter, okay? She's made a lot of money writing hits for Patti Loveless, and I think she 
wrote Strawberry Wine for Dina Carter. So those are just some of her biggies, Matresa Berg. But she put on Twitter this week, Oh, Canada. And then she writes, Night comes late here, doesn't it? I forget this part. Banff bound, y'all, woohoo, hashtag Southern. Okay, so it appears Matresa, like a lot of our singer-songwriters, head up to Canada and other parts of our country, the northern edge, in the summer months because it's got they got a lot of festivals up there and mm, usually it's a little cooler up there but i don't think it's been that cool up there this year you know global warming and all but matresa brings up a great point that we sometimes take for granted the further north you go in the summertime the more light you got we know about alaska having the 24 hours of daylight in the summer months well evidently canada a large part of it may have similar hours and she was there in banff canada and had a maybe a concert i think she's married to still i know she was and hopefully i don't ever want to take for granted that people stay together in today's world and i'm a perfect example of that but she was married to jeff hannah of the nitty-gritty dirt dirt band and i think they're still married but don't hold me to that matresa berg a singer songwriter herself married to a really famous singer-songwriter in Jeff Hanna of the Dirt Band. Perhaps the Dirt Band was up in Canada, and that's why she was along for the ride. Maybe they let her play. I, I'm not really sure the connection today with her and the Dirt Band. But, yes, she's in Canada, but she's not forgetting that she's a Southerner putting the word y'all in there and hashtag Southern. And Matresa, I need to get an updated photo of you and put it on my wall here. I don't have any pictures on my wall right now. I have pennants. And I've got a football schedule up there. I need your beautiful picture. Even though it's been 27 years since I got your last picture, I'll be happy to put you a picture, even though I don't know if you have a, a glossy photo type deal, a publicity photo for a record company or not. I'll take it regardless. Southern Lady is on Twitter at Southern Lady Mag. Southern Lady, a bi-monthly magazine that celebrates delights and inspires women who live in the South and those who are simply Southern at heart. I've had a chance to pick up this copy of this magazine based out of Birmingham, Alabama. And this week at Southern Lady Mag on Twitter put, How'd we'd love to sit a spell on this picturesque front porch with a tall glass of lemonade and a sweet friend? And they've got a beautiful picture that they put up at Southern Lady Mag of a Victorian home with the sun just right. And it is not, it looks like a modern Victorian home. That's why it caught my eye. It's a modern home built in the Victorian style. And I don't fancy myself as an architect, but I don't really see too much of that. Do y'all? Victorian homes, for whatever reason, really to me, haven't been the rage all these years they were of course built in the late 1800s and then that hasn't come around to be the hip thing in my opinion i know 20 30 years ago it was all about the frog the 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 finished room above the garage that was the big deal in building and bay windows that was kind of a big trend probably still is Colonial homes have been trends before. I grew up in a colonial home, and those are great homes. But a lot of times, just like in fashion, things kind of old come back around to be the hip thing again. 
And I don't know if Southern Lady's on to something here with this photo of this Victorian home that appears to be out there, but it's a new Victorian home. Looks pretty. I like it, Southern Lady. Keep the good photos and good editorial coming our way. Rachel Holbrook is on Twitter, at Rachel A. Holbrook, H-O-L-B-R-O-O-K. Is Rachel's a writer of Appalachian fiction, a wife to my best friend, a mama to six great kids, a reader of books, and a lifelong East Tennessean. All right. We got it down. And did you hear me say Appalachian? I said that for a reason. I think it's Appalachian, but some people say it's Appalachian. And we actually know that there's a book that just came out last year that kind of has the battle between Appalachian versus Appalachian. More to come on that. But this is what Rachel put out there. She put a photo on Twitter this week of a bunch of books. And she has a description for this. She says, today's haul, gotta love the used bookstore. Hashtag am reading, hashtag book nerd. <laughs> well, you have hit the, you hit the spot there. And this is about 10 books that she picked up used, evidently. And Rachel, let me run through what I'm able to detect here in your photo. And some of these for our book lovers are probably on their own bookshelf. But Lee Smith is up here with oral history lee smith she's got another lee smith book fair tender ladies okay lee smith two of her books then she's got marilyn robinson's housekeeping and another marilyn robinson book called home and then she's got silas house's clay's quilt wiley cash's this dark road to mercy lisa authors washed in the blood and then, I can't tell the writer of this one, Crossroads. Perhaps y'all know more about that one. And then a co-written book from Tyler and Ravenel, Best of the South. I need to check that one out. And I don't know the author of this one. It's called Down Home. Now, I mentioned two of the writers on here, or two of the books, were written by Lee Smith. Let me tell you about Lee Smith. Lee Smith is a 74-year-old American fiction author who incorporates much of her background from the South. She's received writing awards such as the O. Henry Award, the American Academy of Arts and Letters Award for Fiction, and the North Carolina Award for Literature. Now, why would she get that? Because she's a native of Hillsborough, North Carolina. She lives there with her husband, Hal Croither. But again, she's got all kinds of awards, and she was also the first recipient of Mercer University's Sidney Lanay Prize Sydney Lanier, rather, Sydney Lanier Prize for Southern Literature. And her novel, The Last Girls, was listed on the New York Times bestsellers list and won the Southern Book Critics Circle Award. Mrs. Darcy and the Blue-Eyed Stranger, a collection of new and selected stories, was published several years back. All this from North Carolinian Lee Smith, who's got a bunch of books out, and you can check them out. In fact, maybe you'll get them at a used bookstore like Rachel Holbrook did. Rachel, thank you for the great photo. Thank you for giving us some stuff to talk about from the book world here on this Friday edition of the All Southern Program. Up next is a tweet coming in from Lopez Jenny at Jason L-E-O-U-S-A. Jason Leo U-S-A. And and, And Lopez Jenny writes, I like Hollywood cinema, fitness tips, a feeble body weakens the mind. I need to remember that one. A feeble body weakens the mind. I guess that's the hint. <laughs> hint, hint. Got to exercise. Okay. Got you, Lopez, Jenny. Well, this is what they put on Twitter this week. Southern fried cabbage and bacon like us. 
southern fried cabbage and bacon lycus and i'm sitting here thinking southern fried cabbage what in the heck is that and you know what it hit me i've actually had southern fried cabbage and you can put bacon and vegetable oil into a large pot over medium heat season with salt and pepper and cook the cabbage in there for about five minutes well rather you cook that then you have the bacon get crisp then you add cabbage onion and sugar to the pot cook and stir continuously for about five minutes until tender so it's kind of like some of the asian dishes out there but this is our good old cabbage Uh, you can have what's called southern fried cabbage by combining bacon and vegetable oil in a pot and adding cabbage just for a couple of minutes this is not deep fried southern cabbage this is just simply southern fried cabbage and there's recipes out there if you want to go to allrecipes.com that you can learn more but sure enough yeah cabbage is fine by itself but boy mixing it in a little bacon and getting it fried is a great idea and it's one of those things i think we take for granted as i did i didn't even realize i'd had it until i saw how you make it and i thought i think i've had that i think i've had that at different buffets across the southeast i think mama might have even done it a time or two because it was good southern fried cabbage look it up if you haven't had it it seems pretty easy if you like bacon and you like cabbage you're in for it you're you're set and tell them the y'all show sent you let's go to savannah savannah ga let's go to visit savannah at visit savannah on twitter the official guide for all things savannah georgia and you can use the hashtag visit savannah to be featured and follow them on instagram too visit savannah puts on twitter run don't walk savannah is calling hashtag visit savannah well savannah i'm going to be running to you if i if I see more pictures like what you put out there on Twitter this week, a beautiful picture of a Savannah Spanish moss collection of trees, not just one Savannah Spanish moss tree, but a bevy of them. And I've told you before, and I'll say it again, I love me some Spanish moss. I love me some live oak trees with that Spanish moss hanging on. I just love it. It's romantic. It's nostalgic. It is historic. It's every other word you can think of because it represents the South. And the great news about our Spanish moss and live oak trees, just about every state in the South has these type of trees somewhere. I think Kentucky and Tennessee and West Virginia might be getting the shaft. And I would say Missouri and Oklahoma, too. Okay, so that was that five Five of our southern states kind of got the shaft on live oak and Spanish moss trees, unless you can prove otherwise. In fact, if you have a live oak tree with Spanish moss draping from it and you live in the states of Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Oklahoma, West Virginia, only those states, text me a photo and I'll give you a shout out. 803-816-1170. Because those five states, to my knowledge, don't have any. The 11 other southern states have them, and most of them have them aplenty. Even Arkansas, I didn't mention Arkansas. Arkansas does have a few right on that Louisiana line. Okay, you can find some live oak and Spanish moss. But Mississippi's saturated. Louisiana's got them. Texas has it all across the Gulf, working your way up north. 
into even Maryland has a, some presence of live oak and Spanish moss. It is our, we could easily say a pine tree is our southern tree, but I think a live oak with Spanish moss on it is much more Rhett Butler and Ashley and Scarlett and all those other people. I, I just, I just think it's, I think it's just great. All right. Let me wrap up today's y'all show. Hey, we have had school start back this week and kind of, this is something that's similar to that, that I wanted to share with you on today's y'all show that I think you might get a big kick out of. Okay. So it's kind of a kid slash adult gif that I found and it's got a couple of goals. Okay. Number one goal, going to bed early. That's a great goal to have. We all should probably strive for that. Number two goal, not leaving the house. Okay. Number three, required naps. Okay. So you got those three goals, going to bed early, not leaving the house, required naps. Pretty good thing for a kid, right? But guess what? This GIF says those three goals, my childhood punishments are now my adult goals. <laughs> so this kid, this guy, whoever put this up there, when they were a child, their punishment, going to bed early, not leaving the house, having required naps. Now those punishments from your childhood and also having to go back to school, they didn't put that up there as a goal or as a problem, but those punishments from yesteryear are now their goals they strive for as an adult you want to go to bed early you want to not leave the house you just want to stay home and order pizza and then you want to nap all throughout the day and weekend isn't that one of the great things about getting old if you like that kind of thing and that's a fun thing to wrap up our hashtag huddle blue here on this friday thank y'all for listening and enjoy the fun and if you got any of your own thoughts and your own fun that you want us to read here we welcome that mail. Send us an email at y'allshow at y'all.com. And again, our number, you can text or call 803-816-1170. When we come right back after the break, we got a look at the new movies hitting theaters this weekend and some pre- professional sports news to tell you about. And we'll let you know what's going on in the PGA Tour and NASCAR. Plus, from Dixie with Love coming up too, it's all ahead on y'all. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Bluestar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. 
I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant, and I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Great song there, and another fantastic tune is coming up in just a minute as we conclude our Y'all for the Week in a moment with From Dixie with Love, My Official Anthem. Well, let's look at the new movies hitting theaters this weekend. We've got one to get you on the edge of your seat. It's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Woo! I think I'll be skipping that one, but maybe y'all. Y'all like this kind of movie. Michael Garza is one of the stars of this new film. Also out this weekend is The Kitchen. Elizabeth Moss, Melissa McCarthy is in this one. Also, Tiffany Haddish. She's all the three ladies, the stars of The Kitchen. The wives of New York gangsters in Hell's Kitchen in the 1970s continue to operate their husband's rackets after they are locked up in prison. The Kitchen, which is an action crime drama, not even really a comedic film, with these ladies who are a lot of them like Elizabeth Moss is in this known for their humor. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. That's a big moving hitting theaters this weekend among the voices. Eva Longoria. Haven't heard her name in a while. That's out this weekend. An adventure family film, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Also out the comedy drama that Kevin Costner is starring in this weekend, the art of racing in the rain through his bond with his, Owner, aspiring Formula One race car driver, Denny, golden retriever Enzo, learns that the techniques needed on the racetrack can also be used to successfully navigate the journey of life. Again, Amanda Seyfried's in here as long as, as well as Kevin Costner and the art of racing in the rain. After the wedding is out this weekend, Michelle Williams is in that alongside Julianne Moore. And this is, again, out. It's a drama. A manager of an orphanage in Calcutta travels to New York to meet a benefactor after the wedding in theaters this very weekend, if you want to head there. All righty, let's go to the MLB for a report. And the news not so good for Hernando, Mississippi's Austin Riley, who is an outfielder for the Atlanta Braves. The Bravos have had to put Riley on the injured list after he had a knee ligament injury. Riley was injured while working out in the weight room before Tuesday's 11-7 win over the Minnesota Twins. The severity of the injury not known at this time. Austin Riley is a rookie hitting 242 with 17 homers and 45 RBIs in 66 games for Atlanta this season. Again, he is a native of DeSoto County, Mississippi. He was going to go play for Mississippi State, but decided to sign that big major league contract with the Atlanta Braves, or minor league at the time. And he's really come on strong as an outfielder for Brian Snitker's ball club. By the way, by the way, the series against the Twins this week, the Atlanta Braves took two of three in Minneapolis. 
a great win for the Braves in that series. Now they're traveling to the Florida Marlins for a series this weekend. Other series going on in Major League Baseball involving our Southern teams this weekend. The Kansas City Royals will be playing at Detroit this weekend. The Houston Texans, they'll be, rather the Houston Astros, I'm thinking of football. The Houston Astros will be leaving Texas and they'll be going to Baltimore to take on the O's. The Texas Rangers are traveling for an interleague matchup with the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. The Washington Nats are at the New York Mets this weekend. The St. Louis Cardinals host the Pittsburgh Pirates in a series this weekend. And the Tampa Bay Rays will be going all the way out to Seattle for a series against the M's. And that's Major League Baseball's schedule for this South involving our Southern teams. To the NFL ranks we go, and Miami Dolphins receiver Kenny Stills has called out his owner, Stephen Ross, on Twitter after finding out that President Donald Trump was going to have a fundraiser luncheon at Ross's home in New York later this week. And Stills said, he tweeted, you can't have a nonprofit with the mission statement and then open your doors to Trump, referring to Ross's RISE Foundation. The first part of the RISE mission statement says the foundation is a national nonprofit that educates and empowers the sports community to eliminate racial discrimination, champion social justice, and improve race relations. So again, he called out his own owner, over him having a fundraiser. Now, Ross, the owner of the Fins, has openly supported and donated to Donald Trump's campaign for years. In a statement issued early Wednesday, Ross said that he'd been with friends with Trump for 40 years, and while they agree on some things, they strongly disagree on many other things. And no word yet if this is going to end up happening or not. Stills, Carolina Panthers safety Eric Reed, and Dolphins receiver Albert Wilson are the three active players who protested social injustice and systematic racism in 2018 by kneeling during the national anthem. So how about that? Three players in all of NFL football last year that did that. I didn't realize that there were only three. I I knew there were more than just Eric Reed who got a lot of attention when he signed that deal all when the season was already going on with the Panthers and I knew there were some dolphins but now we know that one of those dolphins was this kind of a loud mouth at least on social media Kenny Stills calling out his own owner golly all right PGA Tour this weekend begins the PGA FedEx playoffs and they're at the Northern Trust at Liberty National Golf Club which is right across the harbor from Manhattan in the shadows of the Statue of Liberty Bryson DeChambeau, your defending champ of that again. It's the first leg of the FedEx playoffs that are going on now through middle September, I think it is, when they wrap it up there at Eastlake in Atlanta. And as far as the NASCAR fellows this weekend, they're going to be in Michigan racing at the Michigan International Speedway. It's the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at Michigan. This will be televised on NBCSN. The race is Sunday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern. And that is a look at what's going on in the world of sports here heading into your weekend. Well, thank you for listening to the Y'all Show, All Southern Talk. John Rawl, thanking you so, so much. And we'll be right back here come Monday with more fun. We've got some more good interviews coming your way. You don't want to miss out. Have a great weekend. From Dixie with Love is going to take us out of here. We'll see you back here next week.
this is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, CrossFit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed.